at Brimley's. Let's see if Jim's around. What's up, Jimmy? You know I'm here. This is a Zoom call. It is not any regular Zoom call. It's our special, grateful, providing episode, which is Hot Dog Thanksgiving. Oh, there you go. All right. Let's do it, man. It's uh, Thanksgiving. You're 40 now. I'm excited How was the rest of the one? birthday? Birthday was pretty good. Thank you. Pretty low key. I mean, it's really hard to, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of partying going on right now or anything. So uh, a lot of time to get super drunk and uh, really respond to those text messages like very deep and meaningfully, you know, on your birthday with nothing to do but just drink. Oh, you gave like a long responses. You weren't just hitting thumbs ups or loves. Oh, man, I was uh, I, I carried on conversations too long. Yeah, there were some like, listen, we haven't talked in years, and here I am just like giving a soliloquy. You're bored. You got nothing going. Yeah. But you seem 40 now. We had to delay the Zoom call because you're drier. You're doing laundry. (laughs) All right. Like, what is that going on in the background? You're like a pair of shoes in there. No, it was just it was a hoodie where the uh, the zipper uh, was clanging around against the dryer. But that wasn't even like I had. I, I'm running around shutting off other noises to try and figure out what it is. Never thought it was going to be the dryer. It was the zip up hoodie, dude. Do, do, do you have it on bulky items? Sarah loves to put stuff and put it on bulky, and then their our dryer comes like alive, like starts shaking, like it's going to come out of the wall. My dryer is normally pretty good. I have a uh, washing machine that makes a ton of noise, and that's fun in a condo. That's oh, fun. Yeah. Like, you can't like I can never just wash something at like seven o'clock in the morning because the entire building's just gonna hear. What kind of you got? You got a, a whirlpool? It's a GE, but there's really only one like build of uh, stackable washer dryer that fits in a condo. Oh, you got the stackable. That's what we have to have, basically. This just is behind a uh, trifold closet. Just sure is. Like what is this? This is a little utility. Oh, this is the washer and dryer. It's a stackable. Look at this. You know exactly how. Right, where do I sign? Where do I sign? <laughs> That's the one. Does your washer have an agitator? Uh, it does have an agitator, which is nice because I bought a washing machine what two, three years ago, and they're starting to make them now without the agitator a lot, and they have like water efficient ones. Sometimes, mm. like I'm always putting it on high. Like I want the stuff to get wet. Sometimes you, you take the stuff out of your washer. It's like not even that wet. Yeah. Do this dry clean these? Yeah. Um, we are talking about doing our laundry. <laughs> this is how far we've come as a podcast. <laughs> Dude, I had that kind of weekend though, a lazy weekend. And whatever kind of healthy habits I may have been trying to develop, I was not really doing anything exercise, no, no running oh, last few man. days. Friday night it started with, we got food from Chinatown. We got Chinese. And I rolled into lunch at Top Notch, not at Top Notch. We uh, actually ate in the car, a mm-hmm. car picnic because you can't even eat in this place. And then ordered pizza that night. It was like I was home from Dayton for the weekend <laughs> and I had to have all my favorite things. Like I felt like I was visiting here. Just disgusting. Good for you, man. I had one of those. I didn't spend the birthday week. You got it, right? I've been at Portillo's multiple times this week. I, uh, you get all those coupons you got to spend at places. So I was, uh, I made the rounds of terrible food. There are, though, you're right. There are a lot more people eating lunch in their vehicles uh, in the pandemic. And uh, as someone who's been doing that for years, let me just say welcome <laughs> to the club. You were ahead of that, man. I mean, you're an outside sales rep. All you're, you're sitting in your car all day, you know? You just grab something, you eat it in your vehicle, and everyone's looking at you weird. Oh, man, now I'm just driving through parking lots, staring at people, returning the favor. And they don't even know you're running a recycling business in the backseat. Right, hang on. <laughs> just 
piles of bottles. It's completely as a fabrication. Your car, I mean, I it looks like <laughs> someone just rifled through the glove compartment. And then like nothing here. And then just moved on without putting it back. Just dumb. That happened in um, our Toyota, the, the Camry. I, I got in that the other day. It was like, did the kids dump out the <laughs> glove compartment? Like right. the whole well of the seat was meter receipts and old, uh, you know, oil change receipts, everything. Yeah. All the crap that gets in the car, right? I love how you're giving me shit when last time I got in your vehicle, you gave me a stack of stuff. You're like, you're gonna have to hold this. I'm like, how? <laughs> We're in a minivan. How is there not room anywhere else for this stuff? There's only two of us in a My vehicle. Oh. Sorry, Officer Flanagan. Oh. You want to step into the vehicle? Dude, I don't have a minivan. Whatever. It's a giant SUV. It's well, a... I purposely do not have a minivan. So strike that from the record. Is anyone taking notes on this podcast? We have to talk to our steno, but I'll make sure that's uh, it's noted. No, what was it? What did I have in the car? I don't even remember, but like there was just a bunch of like a pile of stuff in the front seat that had to be moved and everything. Just after all the shit you give me for my car, rightfully so. We no, that was stuff to motivate you. I was trying to get you to look at it, to read through it. That's not true at all. <laughs> and you just go, oh, Sarah and the kids must have been in here. Like, yeah. It's never my it's fault. Never, never your fault at all. No, I, I called Sarah though. I'm like, what the hell happened in this car? Did, did they like dump out the glove compartment? Because <laughs> Sarah took them in that car. Like Joe's had to get her hair cut and they were sitting in there. So she's like, no, I'm cleaning it out. I'm like it's not, you're not cleaning it out. What stage are you in? <laughs> Sorry to take over the car mid clean. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was um, that was the weekend. Just eating a bunch of food. Did make some sandwiches here. Do you use Jardinier? I do like a good Jardinier. Yeah, that's uh, seems like a loaded question. Do you? Is that a? Is that a? Uh, dude, I'm I'm a late coming late to it. Yeah. Terry, my brother in law, makes it like his own Jardinier, and he. He did like a hot and a mild. I'm mild. I can see I, that. I can't do the, you know, I'm American cheese and white bread, bud. Yeah, you're not, a big, you're not a big spice guy. No, I'm really you not. You even like the Spice Girls song. I remember that. You were like, you know, it's a little too much for me. <laughs> that song, that's my senior year. Is it senior year of college? Yeah, that thing was everywhere. All right. So, wait, what was I talking about? The Jardinier? Jardinier, sorry. I sidetracked. Um, been putting it on, on everything lately. Crackers, turkey sandwich, pizza. I didn't put it on the Chinese. No jardinier on the Chinese. That's probably a good call. Or the the burgers. But dude, I'm I'm uh, late. Is, is this a whole? Is this a national thing? It's not right, jardinier. I don't think so. I mean, I only know it from you know Chicago Italian beefs, things like that. I, so uh, to anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, what would you say jardinier is? It's like pickled vegetables. Uh, yeah, a spicy little delight that you put atop your your Chicago-based Italian foods. That's Italian just, relish. Yeah, there you go. A spicy Italian relish. That's a good way to look at it. Pick a lily. All right. <laughs> Never even heard of such a thing, but I'm down. My dad used to call, or does call still, relish, pick a lily. Why? Don't know, but I, I love it that he does. Jardinier, though. You know how to spell jardinier? Uh, no, it's you say Jardinera? Jardinera. I, I go to Jardinera. It's a very Shia LaBeouf type of thing. You got to <laughs> kind of commit to something and hope you're doing it the right way. Yeah, I would not know how to spell it either. I'm telling you, man, Terry could sell this stuff. He's going to be our first sponsor. 
You want some of Terry's yard in there? Send Pat an email and I'll hook you up with Terry. You can get his Venmo. We're selling them out of his garage right now and we're going to grow together. Uh, this is interesting. I never would have put this together, but it makes sense. A milder variety of Chardonnay is used for the olive salad in muffaletta sandwiches. Oof, do not like muffaletta. I don't even Why? like that. What's wrong with you? A muffaletta? <laughs> You're anti-muffaletta? I am. I'm not into them. I think I had, I think I enjoyed one once and then I was like, oh, I might be back into, I might be into this. This is a new sandwich for me. No. What's so bad about it? Um, it's too much. Is there olives in it? It's too yeah. olivey to me or something. Okay. I don't know. You're a big fan. Who likes a good, uh, dirty martini. I would, I wouldn't expect the olives to be your issue. Wow, buddy. I haven't had a dirty martini in so long. I think I did make them at home maybe in March as I was clinging, clinging to the past. During the ambitious phase. <laughs> at some point I let go like Jack and the Titanic. I just had to no more. Yeah, we got to talk about Thanksgiving. We had a lot to talk about. Today's the anniversary of JFK, blown away. What else do I have to say? Wow. All right. That's a lyric. What's right? it from? Come on. You don't know that song? Really we didn't like start the fire? Is that what it's from? Yeah. I'm familiar with the song. I just didn't know if Michael Stipe would go that. Uh... Or Billy Joel, but whatever. Oh, yeah, what am I thinking? You better go check your dryer. <laughs> my brain is in there. <laughs> Dude, to my work is that what's bumping around in there? My brain and my work boots are together. Today is the anniversary of his death. And, and every year someone's like tweeting it live, you know, as it happens. And you're just like, do we have to do this all the oh, time? Like, really? they're just getting off the plane in Dallas. Here they are. God. They're just, they're having their final meal in Fort Worth. They're, they're just, they're on their way to you know where. Like, that's just what it is every year. It's um, unbelievable. Who does this? Our Twitter feeds are very different. I've never heard of such a thing. There's a couple of historians. It's Michael Beschloss. I think it's how you say his name. He's a historian. I follow him on Twitter. That's but they did not. that for, you know, they used to do that when I was growing up. They'd run it from, uh, you know, the breaking news bulletin through for days. Like, I remember a couple of networks that did that. They'd break in with Walter Cronkite and they'd be like, we're going to break in at noon just like they did in 1963. And Dude, um, reenactor reenactors. They're not even like, yeah, right. And, you know, you're so taken by that day because, you know, if you're around our age, our parents, that was like their big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Living through that. And that had left a mark. So I think of a, a lot of things, right? You know, he's, he's Irish Catholic. He was like in a lot of homes around here and bars and see JFK, you know, they loved him. And that goes beyond just being Irish Catholic. That's like, you know, everyone loved this guy. I mean, not, not everybody, obviously, but not everyone was like, you know, people were into uh, Camelot, the Kennedys and that dynasty. Sure. But it's like our version of the crown. I remember. Yeah. Right. I remember working with Gilbert Godfrey though. And Gilbert had a, had a joke that I always think about. And it's so bad. He's like, you know, I'm in Manhattan. You know, he's got the, the Gilbert voice going. I won't get into it because I'm, I can't do it justice, but I'm in Manhattan. I'm at a socialite party. Everybody's there, you know, Shel Silverstein and everybody who's big New York. And, you know, and then walks Jackie Onassis. And what am I going to say to Jacqueline Onassis? So uh, anyway, I just walked up to her and said, do you remember where you were when? <laughs> I mean, oh my unbelievable. God. 
Gilbert Godfrey is, uh, I don't know if anyone has seen him live. Have you worked with him? You must have at some point through Zanies, no? I've never worked with Gilbert all the time. No. Really? And he had to uh, reschedule for some reason. I mean, what a legend, really. I mean, I got to work with him. That was one of the first big names I got to work with at Zanies when I was hosting there. And, you know, he comes in and he's so quiet and so to himself. Yeah. And not at all, like, loud or commanding the room. I mean, very much, you know, in his own. And then he goes up there and just f- turns that switch on. And I mean, I, I laugh so hard. I mean, there are a lot of times you wouldn't have space in the back of the room and there's a big name there. And, um, you know, that was the case a lot of times when Gilbert was there, but I'd always find a place to like, you know, go in the sound booth or, you know, a lot of times you're not watching, especially by the end of the week, there's sometimes you've seen the show four or five, right. six times. I very rarely left the room when, when Gilbert was, you know, and some of the jokes you heard a million times tell us uh, street jokes. I had his uh, like dirty jokes um, CD, you know, or the, I, I bought it on iTunes or whatever after CDs, I guess. Um, and it's one of those where like, if I just put my phone on shuffle, like a four minute clip will just pop up in the middle of whatever I'm doing. And I'll just lose my mind, you know, with a joke I've heard a million times, but it's everything about the way he tells jokes. I mean, uh, absolutely one of the best. Absolutely. Well, I, I remember you introduced me to the, the one joke that's like viral on YouTube. Death uh, or Ugu? Yes. Yes. Is that a great joke? And um, that was, you know, kind of when I was starting out and we, when we met. Mm-hmm. But you think about him, like he was in so much stuff when we were growing up. You know, he just had like bit parts and, you know, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, maybe not the first one, but Problem Child. Yeah. Um, he was the voice of that bird in, a, in Aladdin. I mean, he's had a career. I remember him early on from like a, um, like a Married with Children episode where he just had like a little bit part. And I think he was on like, you know, every game show, like he'd be in Hollywood Squares or um, just everywhere. I mean, there's no one more recognizable. And then uh, the Aflac duck, which he obviously got dropped from eventually. But I mean, think about how much money he made with Aflac. What was he doing? Um, the first joke after that Aflac, after the tsunami. Uh-huh. Oh, I forget what it was. But his first few minutes was just about that. Yeah, that guy um, just been in so much. And uh... Hey, you know what we haven't done in a while? I'm going to go to... Uh celebrity gorilla money.net and find out uh what is gilbert godfrey's net worth what do you oh think? wow i don't know let me think about that as i'm thinking about that i do want to throw out one more gilbert memory <laughs> whenever he would be on howard stern uh-huh. i mean i'm telling you like i would you'd hear howard laughing like almost to tears yeah and never wanted to get out of your car like when he was sitting in when they would do the news <laughs> say the most ridiculous stuff that's when they would uh i used to love on howard stern when they would um pull up celebrity interviews and they'd all be you know patting each other on the back like oh getting to work with al pacino is just a dream, dream. And, and and then gilbert would chime in like i loved working with al i was sick on the set and I, he fed me one of his eye boogers and it <laughs> cured me because he is <laughs> he, <laughs> he would just <laughs> and then go on from there 
it would just get more and more ridiculous. Anyway, oh, made awesome. me laugh. Dude, I uh, forgot all about him on the Cosby show. Do you remember that as uh, what's his name's dad? No, who's um, wasn't he Peter's dad? Was he? <laughs> yeah, Peter the kid who didn't talk. Yeah, I think oh, that's it was funny. Him, right? Can you imagine him on the set of Cosby and everyone's like, "Who's this creep?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, his name is Bill." <laughs> He's the star of the show. No, that creep. Oh, okay. The other one. Yeah, um, I didn't know that he was on that. Yeah, I just saw here that he was on there, but um, but it, it had to be that. I was the Cosby to... Show filmed in New York. I wonder if it was made in New York. I feel like he's always been out there. Did he ever move to L.A.? Maybe he did. Maybe he did. I don't know. But getting back to how, what he's worth, I mean, I heard that this guy, that I used to always talk about that on Howard Stern, that he never spent anything. Really? Um, yeah, and that he was, you know, that's why he saw him in everything. He never said no. <laughs> he just loved working. Right. Uh, I'm going to guess... 20 million. That's around where I would have thought. That's around where I would have thought. Um, and I thought the Aflac money, the Aladdin money, I thought that that would have boosted him higher. This is saying $8 million. Oh, wow. I would have That's... thought way higher. I mean, the amount of touring he's done, again, just the royalties from Aladdin and yeah. the money he had to get from Aflac. He said that bird, when he played Aladdin's bird, mm-hmm. that he was. Um, Inspired by Andrew Jackson's parrot. That's what you said. <laughs> I don't believe that's true at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That's great. That was the weekend. I don't know how we got on Gilbert, but we had oh, Sarah's happened. birthday, which was nice. We ordered food from uh, the entertainment company, our friend Julie. Okay. Julie Quaid. Dude, the food is so legit, so on point. And the way they deliver it, it's just packaged perfectly. And, and I also want to give a shout out to Sarah's friend, Katie, Katie Kemp, who has Kai and Kate in Elmhurst. Mm-hmm. I got um, Sarah's birthday presents from there. And oh, yeah. Katie helped me a lot. It's, you know, it's so hard right now that you can't really, you can go in her store, but there's, you know, a lot of shopping online and put together some nice stuff. That's what you do. That's a smart move to make sure you don't screw up these holidays. You get, I get help. You get someone, you outsource the cooking. That's a solid combination of moves right there. Just this batch, this Kai and Kate though, they got everything. And she said to me, she's like, do you want me to look in her basket? Like to see if she, what she had in there and you know, and maybe got rid of, it's like, you can do that. Do you want me to, you can do yes. Open a file. Pat, do you want me to spy on your wife for her birthday? See this dossier we have on her? Do you want to see what she... <laughs> you may check her browser history. Man, that is a terrifying level of information. Yeah, Sarah kind of saw it too. She was she pieced it together. <laughs> She's like, does she... Is she able to know? I'm like, I... I babe, I mean, I think I'm just... I can just get... I read you. <laughs> I know what you like. What are you talking about? It's like you watching... It's like you watching Jeopardy. <laughs> a couple no hours idea. before before you're exactly. watching again with your friend that's exactly what it was good for you man that sounds like the smart way to go though for gift giving that's great you know i was having my floors done last week first of all i uh i'm, I'm trying to downsize on the amount of stuff i own at this point because uh 
it was a lot of back and forth because you know there's nowhere to put everything right so you got to put everything in one room and then yeah and at one point one of the the guys who was working here is big russian dude just uh looks at me and goes too much stuff <laughs> and, and i was like well it's because all of it's in there from everywhere else you know and and he did not care at all he just goes too much stuff and it didn't help that it was my 40th birthday. So like while they're working on this place, like yeah. just the doorbell rings and someone like sent an edible arrangement with balloons. And like, they're like already complaining about the amount of stuff here and more stuff just keeps arriving. That's great. I love that. He just feels that he can say that to you. Can In you my imagine? home. Right. Oh man. And let me tell you something. Uh, I did. I let him, I let him do that because he was working <laughs> on my place and, and he was a big Russian and he, he was a huge Russian guy. And, uh, but it will be, it's a part of the notes that I'm sending to the foreman once the job is completed. Like the guy from Perrin Bynes or Pine Barrens, <laughs> whatever Pine Barrens episode. Yeah. Right. It's the oh Russian. man. He's in your house. Just mm-hmm. talking shit. You got too much stuff. Yeah. Like I'm entitled to it. This is America. <laughs> it's, it's, we can have as much stuff as we want. Fuck this guy talking stuff to you like that. Like uh, at one point they parked over the line of my spot into <laughs> my next door neighbor's spot. And I was like, Hey, you cannot do that again tomorrow. And they were like, okay, okay. And the next day they were like more over the line. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> they bullied you. They completely bullied me in my own home. But what They're am I going to do? In your house, just feed up. Just, just watching Jim, you do the fucking floors. I did. What? I, I, I put in the floors. That's the, not, I don't know how to do it. You, yeah. You, Cause you got too much stuff. Too much stuff. That's why you don't know stupid American, but here's the lesson. And we heard it. George Carlin talked about it. We have too much stuff. I completely agree. Way too much stuff. But then like I, I keep negotiating too, you know, I'm like, I don't need any of these books. I might read this one again yeah well you can get that online i think if you donate stuff you'll feel better than throwing stuff out for sure and dude you can take pictures of stuff you know that's what i'm doing like sarah wants stuff i'm just like let's look at a picture of it (laughs) see if that gives you you don't need to actually have it just here here's a picture pat that's not going to work at all no but they say like if for certain sentimental things or something that you might not want to get rid of you could take a picture of it put that in the frame it, it it will help it's like a memorial of that thing. What's that? That's a picture of the artwork I threw away. Like that? <laughs> yeah. Get like a mass card made. It's like it has your Frank Thomas baseball card that you love so much. It's not a good and then underneath it, it says like the day you bought it. He signed it for me. It's a bat. But go ahead. Oh, it's signed. Oh, it's a bat. But go ahead. I get, I get the point. <laughs> that Russian where I wanted to murder you with that bat. I mean, I you turn around. Oh, you want me to park there? How about I beat you over the head with this bat? I love that they parked further over the line the next day. Unbelievable. It's like, it's like a movie. It's just like. I just picture you, you out there. Out there. <laughs> cup of coffee. Seeing <laughs> it. Just. I'll show them. Punch the sky. <laughs> Guys, we have to talk. Did they wear masks? Not as often as I would have liked. And. <laughs> And by that, I mean never. <laughs> Did they look at you when they, they came in? They just took them off. Like, what are you going to do about it? No, I, uh, I vacated the premises the moment they, like, 
I would just kind of hang out in the car. I'd do work from other places. That's fun being being without a place to work for the day during a pandemic. I'm just like <laughs> taking conference calls in my vehicle. I'm just like, oh, I'm on the road today. Yeah, so it's been a fun week over here, you know? Just uh, more how of the usual. How do the floors look? They look great. Do that's they? What I, yes, that's what I've been told to say. Uh, I'm, just, I'm kidding. It's my it's my official position. They gave no. I really I I love them. I think they turned out great. Um. So yeah, it's all really good stuff. It's just uh you know a lot of a uh, lot of work to get there. I'm excited to not have people in my place for a little bit. Do you, I I like contractors as people. Um. I'd like them not to be in my home for a little while. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because I'm trying to do everything right now. Like they come in. I'm gone before they get here. You know what I mean? And then. Yeah. Like they're gone before I come back in, except for the one night I didn't know they were working until seven and I walk in and the guy's like, too much stuff. Okay, okay sorry. Yeah. All right, I'll get it together. Well, I'm going to go. You guys enjoy your cigarette break. And do these guys, um, they know how to get in your building? <laughs> no. Yeah, that part's not concerning in the least. So um, locks may be changed once the project is completed. Like, I don't know if they're surveilling the pile. Oh, they're not done. No, there's a little railing that needs to go in, but that's about it. But the rest of it's done. Check that bad boy out. That's Looks nice. good, buddy. Stairs. Nice. They do good work. I'll tell you what, they're terrifying, but they are efficient. <laughs> that's great, man. Who haven't we offended yet? You want to go after the British? Sure. We're watching the crown. All talk right. Some smack, talk some smack about the Brits. You're back into the crown? Yeah. And um, Sarah's back in, which is really fueling all of it, to be honest with you. Sarah kind of jumped out, um, but along came Princess Di. Uh-oh. And as you know, she reinvigorated a whole lot of attention into the, the royals I believe back it. in the day. And she still has that power. Still a draw, huh? She is a draw. And it's just, you know, everything's that much more closer to us kind of remembering that. Like, I remember Lady Di, like, before they got married and right. the wedding. And so it's cool. It's um, it's really well done show, I think. Um, but Sarah's back on board. And there's an episode recently. I didn't know this happened. This guy broke into Buckingham Palace twice. How? He um, hopped the fence and... Got in like a service door, broke a window, and just got into the private area residence. Dude, the second time he broke in, uh-huh. he got into the queen's bedroom. What? He got on the foot of her bed. No. And woke her up. No. And they, they had a conversation. What year was this? Early 80s. Same dude, broke in twice. And the second time he got into the bedroom, man. Oh, my God. And they had a conversation and she was, um, you know, not thrilled that he broke in there, but there was some, some part of what he said reached her in the way that they um, portray it. You know, he served like, I don't know how many months it was in like a mental hospital and then he was out, but I guess he did not really want to harm her. He wanted to talk to her. He wanted to be heard. And it was all about, you know, he, there was so much unemployment at the time. Margaret Thatcher was a piece of work, I guess. Okay. And she was really crushing labor and there were not a lot of jobs and things were not going great in Britain. It was average Britain. <laughs> and it was not uh things weren't awesome. So anyway. Do you like have to like after you watch it, do you go and then Google what was real and what was embellished and 
Because that seems like a lot of work twice. Yeah, right. There is a lot of that. And I do uh, like to look it up afterwards. I haven't been doing that lately, but I remember like the first couple seasons I was like, remember that one, the the episode where the school got crushed. I never heard about that. That was like a a mind slide. I remember like reading about that. I would check more out about this dude. Yeah. I mean, that sounds fascinating. I wonder how those guards reacted. Yeah. Right. Like, look, you can't let a, you can't expect us to be straight faced all of the time, (laughs) except for when people break in. (laughs) I thought we were supposed to just stand here all the time. That's just our job. Right. I mean, is that not like if when I ever if I ever go to London, I'm getting off the plane. I'm going to one of those dudes to get a, <laughs> to get a picture. Like I've always wanted to be like, of course, try and like get them to. Would you like? Would you try to get them to laugh? I'd break like the break dance in front of them. Like, do like a, <laughs> try and get a two for flinching. I get, lick your hand and then put it towards their face. Just get some kind of response. What kind of fucking person wants that to be their job? Right. It's like, what yeah, would you do? People just shit on you all day long and you just stare straight ahead and uh, you have to keep your tears on the inside. Just uh, walk up to him. Is this FAO Schwartz? <laughs> Dude, just saw the crown. <laughs> <laughs> you Paul Blart. Uh, was that the last time a guy was in the queen's bed? Huh? Just kidding. Sour puss. Sour puss. Those guys are, they stand out like, like the, uh, the Vatican soldiers. You ever see the Vatican soldiers? They wear like, just look at their, their uniforms, their colors. They're like, they're not hiding in the woods anytime. They're not. <laughs> they dress them up like, so they can hide behind gold plated. <laughs> so they can hide behind a, a Michelangelo. <laughs> You need to look very valuable so you can fit in around here. Should you have to hide, you need to look like the Vatican City. Oh, my God. They look like jokers on a, a deck of cards. Yeah, they, yes, they do. Like these blue and orange get-ups? Yeah, that's what they're called, get-ups. The, um, the, the Vatican <laughs> Guard get-ups. <laughs> Makes sense. Pope's private army. I did not know about these, this existence, this group. How many? That the the Pope has his own private army and they dress in fancy clothes. (laughs) (laughs) You think that anyone looks this ridiculous? I should know about it. They look like a Broadway play, like dance line. Like (laughs) they look like Batman is going to take all of them out one by one, just like (laughs) generic villains. You imagine trying to take over Italy, and they're like, "We have Vatican City surrounded. The only thing we have left to face is the Pope's personal army." Where are they? I don't know, but they're in purple and yellow, and they have red feather hats. <laughs> they come out in a dance line. <laughs> Pontiff the musical. Here they come now. Can't you hear City God playing? <laughs> they just come out jazz hands into How Great Thou Art. Just like dark everywhere except for one spotlight, and just one of them just like sliding down a banister starts singing. <laughs> Yeah, why was the Pope, the Pope, the Pope's like giving a speech? Everyone needs to love each other and treat each other well. All humans are equal. Why do you have an army? <laughs> what? Yeah, I saw it on Wikipedia, dude. You're not even trying to hide it. Dressing them up like they're in chorus line. Always talking about how we got to stop wars. And you have an army? What's well, not like that? 
<laughs> it's not like that. That'd be a great movie. Some guy comes all, comes home all, all pissed off, chip on his shoulder after being in the army. Always talking about how he was in the army. <laughs> the sister's like, he was, he was the Vatican army. <laughs> Whew, the Pope has an army. Check him out. There are a lot of All right, but we should probably talk a little bit about giving thanks. Oh man, it's that time of year. Are you uh, are you looking forward to it? It's different this year, obviously, right? But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't seen my family forever, and we're all getting together. It's gonna be. I mean, I'm so excited because this year we've been kind of just, you know, everyone's been hasn't been able to get together. So we're gearing up. We're going all out. Get the leaves, babe. Get the leaves for the table. What's your normal? What, what's a normal year look like for you? Normally, it's still pretty small. It's just, it's usually just my family and uh, you know my sisters and parents, maybe a couple of aunts uh, or uncles, depending on the year. Um, and then we rotate, so we'll do like my family and then Sarah's family next year. And Sarah's family depends too, and and who's able to come. But it's usually ballpark between twelve, fifteen people anyway. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be tighter you know sarah's mom's not coming and we may or may not even see um sarah's sister i know my parents are getting together with my sister you know we'll probably do something virtual with with them um it used to be bigger you know when i was younger okay more people my grandma aunts and uncles and cousins and sure it's just a little bit tighter now this is usually the big one for the flanagan family like my uncle like 40, 50 people at their house. They, oh, that's a blast. Like, I mean, there's always like two people who no one knows, you know, just like, <laughs> like, oh, I thought she was with you. No, she didn't know that person, you know, like a, a new cousin I don't recall just shows up every year. We have to get introduced to who that person is. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's the fun part about a big family. I mean, there's, and there's people who like exes. That's a cool thing about a big family that's been around for a long time. Like I have an ex uncle Tim who shows up to family holidays a lot. <laughs> Do you still call him Uncle Tim? We call him ex uncle Tim. Direct ex uncle Tim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he loves it. Hey, it's ex uncle Tim. Like it's the <laughs> best. The best part about a big family, and, and he's awesome. And and yeah, no, it's uh, it, but yeah, so it's very very different for us this year without that, which is cool. I mean, I'm great with you know keeping everything as safe as possible. So uh, ex uncles Uncle Tim, the woman he was married to, is there too. Oh yeah, new husband used to be there as well. Absolutely. And do uh, you call him new uncle? No, 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 just uncle. Um, but yeah, no, everyone was cool. Yeah, I love that. It's just it's such a big family thing to do. Ex uncle Tim. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. Dude, was that part of the thing? Like, yeah, I I agree. We should get divorced, but I still want to on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Worked it into the contract. I mean, I can't imagine. Sarah, I'm fucking out of here. All right. I'm sick of all this shit. You're only going to see me on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, man. That would be so great. Like, there was this a time th- period in the middle where ex Uncle Tim wasn't around. Don't get me wrong. You know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like. No, yeah, for sure. It wasn't like, hey, just want to let you know Tim and I got divorced. And he was like sitting next to her. He's like, that is correct. There were many years in the middle where ex-Uncle Tim was ex-Uncle Tim. And then it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's big family shit. Is he a character? Absolutely. Of course he is. 
That guy's not a mope. He's not just sitting on the couch <laughs> watching the game by himself. I had an awesome uncle, Tim. My dad had a brother named Tim. He passed away. He was phenomenal. Yeah? Yeah, that just makes me think of my uncle, Tim, come in calling us the Soviet circus. <laughs> me and my sisters when we were little, he had like nicknames for everybody. He always called me Dirtball Derby. I call my kids that all the time. Dirtball Derby? Yeah. That's great. Get, get in the tub. Dirtball Derby. Well, that's good. I hope everybody is able to have a nice Thanksgiving, whatever you end up doing. And, you know, be safe and enjoy it, right? This is a good time of year. What do you got? What are you looking forward to? What are some of your favorite sides? Oh, man. I'm all about the sides. Yeah. Even when I go to a restaurant, I will pick my main course based on the sides that come with it. If I'm at a fancy restaurant, like the I thought you were saying, I'm all about the base. I heard that's a song yeah. that you should play when you cook in Thanksgiving. I was looking at Thanksgiving jokes with Joe's. Ah, uh, that's a good <laughs> one. Play all about the base. Sorry, that's okay. No, I uh, like if I'm if I'm like a steakhouse, like the cut of meat is secondary to what comes with it. You know. If uh, it, so, I'm uh, I'm all about the sides. I um, I'm a big I, I like stuffing, but I'm not a fan of celery and stuffing. So no celery and stuffing. What about people that call it dressing? That's okay, as long as they don't put celery in it. Is there a difference be- between dressing and stuffing? Or is it just? A- I think there technically is. I wouldn't be able to tell you what it is. I'm gonna try and figure that out. Are you stuffing? Is stuffing is it when you put it in the turkey? Literally stuff it. I would imagine so. Because we always call it stuffing, but then I heard maybe it's. But yeah, I don't like celery in it either. Okay. So technically, the one glaring technical difference is stuffing is defined as a mixture used to stuff another food before cooking, whereas dressing is cooked in a pan outside of the turkey cavity. And if I'm being honest, now that they call it a turkey cavity, (laughs) I would prefer dressing from here on out. I've always (laughs) been a stuffing guy before I knew the clinical term. (laughs) You need to ask that. Hey, is this in a turkey's (laughs) orifice? Was this in the... The carved out torso of the, because I know they usually will gut it and then it creates like a cavity, they call it, like a, a cavern. Was this in there? Was this in the turkey cavity? Because if not, I can't eat it. You know, you know my religion. <laughs> I need to know that it was in the, in the birds. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a celery in the stuffing guy. I don't like, I don't like the surprise crunch. I, I agree. Eat it. I don't think celery brings much to the table in general. I think celery should only be served alongside of buffalo wings and should not be used in anything else. I do like celery um, with peanut butter. Okay, that's fair. It should always be on its own. Right. It should always be. Yeah, it's not. I don't like it in um, tuna, tuna salad, salad oh. yeah, or chicken salad. or No, no, no. Here's the thing. Most people I talk to feel this way. And in a way, it makes me feel good that I'm not alone. But at the same time, why are we putting up with this shit then? Why is like, why is celery in everything when you go places if no one likes it? Right. I don't know why. Because it has to be used or I don't like it better. Do they enjoy a surprise crunch? I don't think so. Most people don't. Yeah, it's a it's a tough thing to just assume. I hate when people assume stuff like that when you want uh, like when mayo is assumed, like don't assume. Yeah. Like mayonnaise has got to come on the side. That's not like a default for me. Yeah, you are anti-mayo, which is yeah. probably a great way to live life. No, I mean, like, I don't mind it when it's in like things. Like we just talked about tuna, like tuna salad. I don't mind mm-hmm. chicken salad, but like, and I eat stuff that has mayo in it, but I'm not loving uh, just mayo. But sides, 
I do like um, good stuffing. Not in a cranberry. No? You? Not really. I'll take the cheap stuff if I have to. Like if there's something, you know, if I need to put a vegetable looking thing on my plate, I'll put a little the, the cranberry ring from the can. That'll work. <laughs> I don't need the I don't need the fancy, you know, this is a cranberry reduction. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't need yep. the, I don't need the good shit. I want it okay. out of the can if I'm gonna have it. Yeah, I guess I um I've had some of the spreadable cranberry stuff. And actually I, I can tolerate that more than like the uh the sliced can stuff. Do people ever buy that the rest of the year or is 100% of the sale? Like at what other meal would you have never outside of Thanksgiving had uh, just a glob of <laughs> right. canned cranberry in 40 years. You'd think you'd run across it once in the wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a great sandwich that RJ grunts does Thanksgiving on a bun and they do it only around Thanksgiving around November and there's cranberry on the turkey sandwich. Dude, it's lights out. I can sandwich. only imagine this sandwich. I'm almost like as I'm talking about now, I want to go get one. But yeah, I, I you never do see that. It's never like, yeah, yeah, throw some cranberry out tonight too. Right. All right, what about you? A, your mother has a UTI and we're all gonna have uh <laughs> we're gonna have some cranberries tonight too. Okay. We're not gonna talk about it. Just eat the damn cranberry. You know what you know why we're having it. I'll tell you what I love and I will make sure that I, I make this now because no one else, I like carry the flag for this thing. Okay. Green bean casserole. Ah, yeah. You do carry the flag for it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you're that guy, huh? Dude, I love it. And <laughs> we mean that guy. You don't like it? Ah, no. Why would you masquerade a vegetable as something delicious like a casserole? Keep them. I like the separation of church and state there. Really? Yeah, I, if I'm going to have vegetables, I just want them to be just vegetables, you know? I don't need you defiling the good name of casserole by filling what it up with mean? green beans. It's, well, it has cream of mushroom soup. Sure. Are you against, are you against that? No, I'm a big fan of cream of mushroom soup. Okay, so there's, that, there's a vegetable in soup. Mm -hmm. That's the first one that's harboring, kind of sneaking in. By the way, I've seen this replicated, like tried to like, um, like Sarah's family when I came into the family. They were making it with like cream of celery. Like, we, don't, we don't really like cream of mushroom, so we make it with cream of celery. Well, then I'm making my own. Okay, yeah. I'm not I've, bringing that. As someone who doesn't even like it, then, I 100% defend you. And then the beans have to be a certain kind of bean, too. They can't just be any canned green bean. They have to be – I don't think they're the French cut style. I think they're the whole beans. Dude, and, and again, this is a recipe that's on the back of a cream of mushroom soup can. Like, oh, it is not sure. like it's, you know, this Luke can make this secret. thing. Right. And, yeah. So, anyway, I'm not going to get in how you make it, but I love it and I will eat a lot of it. My kids kind of like it too. Good for you. You talk about things that you don't see a lot that you should. Those crispy fried onion things oh, that you man. put on top and you put them in, you mix it in, and then you layer at the top. Those are awesome. Oh, they're incredible. Why aren't those out like um, on more sandwiches? Why don't people just put have those at home All throughout the, the year and put those on a on a burger? That sounds. Oh, yeah, that sounds perfect. I think I think that's part of my issue with it too. Is everything else about this? Like, you know, you go in, you see crispy onions adorning the top. You see a little cream of mushroom base in there, and you're all excited about this. And then you go in, and it is. The grossest canned green beans on the inside. Just this sad mush. 
Like it's not oh. even fresh green beans. Get out of here. Like you're eating fresh green beans all the Ugh. time. <laughs> it's giving. Oh, come on. All right. So, all right. What, what's something that you like? Because you're not feeling the GBC. And I am. I get I it. bet ex-Uncle Tim loves it. Ex-Uncle Tim for sure loves it. He's, a, he's, <laughs> an, he's an amiable dude, man. People are like, oh, those onions across the top. You guys would get along so well. Oh, be- oh we're so basic. You, <laughs> you, you idiots would love each other. He'd be like, you, you don't know, need- like mayo. I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> you and Pat are now doing a podcast. <laughs> hey, this is my buddy Pat. He likes cheese pizza in America. And- <laughs> See, that's where bef- – okay. I, I know we're talking sides, but that's a piece of Thanksgiving that I feel like we'd be 100% together on until the last ingredient. For me – one of the best things about Thanksgiving is getting a plate of leftover turkey that I then take and just make sandwiches with for the next two weeks with just white bread, American cheese, and mayonnaise. Oh, really? And yeah. it's the best. But you, yeah. you're white bread and American cheese to a T. It's that mayonnaise that, that throws it. You don't do turkey sandwiches after Thanksgiving? I really don't. And you do need something to kind of... Wet that it up a little, little bit, bit because that's a dry. That's a that's dry a ass turkey. It really You're going is. into. You're eating dust, bud. <laughs> I, I can see Jardinier coming in there this year. Oh, that's maybe nice. that is what I'm going to be doing because, like I said, I put it on my turkey sandwich today. That's um, a solid choice. Yeah, I could be rolling in some turkey sandwiches this year, but I I do like um, the meal. I used to hate it when I was a kid. I was a little, kind of a picky eater. Uh huh. Um, so Thanksgiving always frustrated me because it's like, there's no presents. I hate the meal. I got to wear this fucking sweater. Like I'm itchy. Like I just did not like <laughs> Thanksgiving. I was not that into it. Now I love it. You know, I, I agree. As a kid, it was, it's awful. It's long. It's boring. Someone's making you a plate. You got to stand around. And, and as a kid, like they make you say part of the prayer every time. You yeah. Know? That's a lot of pressure. I felt like a Detroit lion every Thanksgiving. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna get my ass kicked again today. Everyone's gonna see how much I'm not capable of. That's awesome. I can't eat this meal. I want to talk about sides though too. I want to talk about uh, potatoes. What's Are your you... what's your favorite version of the potato? All of them. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll I'll toss a yam on there. I'll go sweet potato. I'll go. I get a little variety. I can't stand when people call them taters. By the way, do you, you ever do you say tater? Did I just say tater? Just for the hell? No, of you that? said potato. Oh, okay, I think, you, I think you said no. But, I mean, the only time you say tater is tater tots, which also I am a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise to anyone involved. I don't like tater tots that much. I want to like them. I do. I want to like them, but I don't. Sweet potato tots are another legit option that's out there now. You ever been to Myers and I think it's well met. Myers, it's an old school place. Myers uh, Tavern? Yeah, Myers Tavern. They serve like a beer called Dab. That's the only beer they have. It's amazing. I went there for the first time, like just before the pandemic. That's a tots place. Yeah. They give you tater tots with everything. Um, Legit. Yeah, it's a cool spot. I like mashed potatoes. Did not like those when I was a kid. Hated mashed potatoes. Yeah. Love them now. Just butter. Just I don't put sour cream on potatoes. Do you? Of course I do. You? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? What do you? Of course you don't. Also, mashed potato supreme. If you could just put, if if it were acceptable for you to put American cheese on your potatoes, you would just just a slice, <laughs> just a just a slice, just a craft single. You unwrap I, and put on there. 
I like a sweet potato. I like the regular mashed potatoes. I like uh, beets and turnip and squash too, I think. that We don't really do a lot of that, but I like that stuff. I'll get down with a beet every now and again. The others I haven't really. I don't know if I've ever had a turnip. What about, um, are we missing any other sides? I think, I mean, there's broccoli casseroles pretty big in some places. They did a um, uh, best Thanksgiving side in every state. Did you see this at all? No. Each state listed off their favorite side. There were some that were just like, like uh, Michigan corn casserole. What the hell are they doing up there? And <laughs> that's like they only surveyed the UP, apparently. I feel like green bean casserole is pretty popular in a lot of places. Pennsylvania is uh, sausage stuffing, which. That's gross. That sounds <laughs> very English. Okay. That's very, fair. very Quakerish. <laughs> that's very fair. Okay. Um, New York City, like side dish. I can't talk about my side dish. <laughs> my guma. My guma. What's your favorite guma? <laughs> oh, that's great. Iowa is a fruit salad. Hmm. That doesn't seem like the best way to go. Iowa is fruit salad. That's their number one. Here's <laughs> my favorite one. I swear to God. I don't think uh, I've ever seen a fruit salad at Thanksgiving. That's like not, summer. Not yeah, not in my family at all. Here's my favorite one. Um, Arizona's favorite side dish is ham. Ham? I have no idea. Yeah. That's Arizona's favorite side dish for Thanksgiving. How That's awful. Old are they? Oh my God. Just what do you want with your turkey? Uh, I'll have ham, please. I'll have ham. No, but like on the side, oh. All right, ham. <laughs> One of the Carolinas chose rice. That doesn't seem like the. Yeah, I don't ever remember seeing rice. What about corn? Is corn on the cob big for Thanksgiving? There's or a lot corn of off the, corn off the bone? It's not listed as anyone's favorite. Um, there's a lot of corn casserole actually shows up a few times, which I guess keep fucking up casserole. Now, there's a lot of cornbread casserole or cornbread dressing. I'm listening. I'm back for that. Is this the most American thing <laughs> that we do Thanksgiving? Is this the most American meal? Like, what are we, what is American food if you had to distill it down? Is it this? Is it meat and potatoes and casseroles? And because is this, like, I could see people in Canada enjoying this meal, the UK, France, maybe, right? I mean, this is not a, uh, this is a pretty palatable meal. This is us, though. This is, we're going to have a little bit of meat and a lot of carbohydrates. And yeah. uh, sure, you can bring a vegetable. Just make sure you bake it in soup. <laughs> this is incredibly American. I think seafood was more a part of Thanksgiving in the past, and I wouldn't mind a little bit of seafood as well. Okay. But we would never do that. That's the other fun part of a big family. There's always like – it used to be more so. Now it's a little more stable. But there, there's often like, like an uncle's new girlfriend who like brings – you know. Like, I brought a vegan dip. Like, okay. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) We're going to leave this outside. Yeah, anything that's not. I remember the first time we were having a smaller Thanksgiving, and my my mom was like, you know, your father's just going to cook a turkey breast. Like, what? (laughs) We're not having a whole bird? Oh, man. Well, there's only going to be, you know, five of us. Nope. No. That doesn't seem right. (laughs) (laughs) Shift in the universe. (laughs) There's a couple of other outliers here too. Rhode Island is deviled eggs. What the fuck? How do they sell? Oh, gross! I hate deviled eggs. Of course you do. Um, 
I enjoy them, but that's not that's this isn't the time nor the place for them. Come on. No, a bunch of people in the same room. Washington DC duck confit. Oh, that seems pretty snotty. You ever have a turducken? I have not had turducken. Dude, I did not I've never had turducken, but I had like a turducken sausage at Hot Dogs once. Remember oh, that place? Man. Yeah, I never never went. How was it? Oh, it was, that place was incredible. Yeah. I mean, I was never there when there wasn't a line like and I'm not like one to wait in a line around the block, but I waited there more than once. Really? Um, for and a while and completely worth it. That was a cool spot. Well, all right. You got some uh, Turkey Day trivia. I think we do have a little bit of uh, of uh, Thanksgiving trivia. This is a uh, Thanksgiving trivia seems to kind of intersect with presidents quite a bit. So I figured this might be right up your alley. All right, let's Find do it. Out. Let's go. Um, a few different things here. First of all, the Thanksgiving parade. Obviously, Macy's is the big one, but a lot of cities have their own. Which city's Thanksgiving parade ends with Santa Claus getting a key to the city? I don't know. Every year they give him a key to the city. Every year. <laughs> every year they give him the key, which is ridiculous that he loses it every single year. I don't know what the what the story is there. Like, ah, oh, Santa drank a little too much, lost his keys, so we gotta gotta get him a new one. That's so great. You know, every year too, they're like, maybe we don't give him a key this year because he has a key. <laughs> My grandparents were here, and he got a key. He's going to get a key every year. <laughs> okay, relax. I'm going to guess, um, is it like a northeastern city? Nope, it's a midwestern city that you've already mentioned once. Midwestern city that I already mentioned once today? Midwestern city that you've already mentioned once on this podcast today. This is going to reveal how much I don't listen to myself. I just <laughs> run my mouth. Uh, they're very uh, they're synonymous with, uh, with Thanksgiving football. Oh, Detroit. You got it. Yeah, every year they give the bastard a key to Detroit, which maybe that's why. Every year he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Detroit's making a great comeback. All right. Who was the first president? There's so many keys floating around the city. That's probably why I have all those issues there. <laughs> all these break-ins. Where'd you get that key, Santa? <laughs> I asked for it. Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? First president, pardon the turkey. Woodrow Wilson. No, another president who's already come up today. Another president that already came up to Oh, JFK? It was JFK. It was? First one to, to pardon the turkey, but it didn't become a tradition that they did it every year until, uh, until quite a bit later. What president made turkey pardoning an annual event? Ford. I'll give you a hint to narrow it down. His son was also president. Oh, really? Bush? You got it. Thank you, man. That was a good hint. That would be great if I... <laughs> John Adams? It would be awesome. Dude, I just saw a movie about... Um, I was looking up Thanksgiving movies. Because there's not many, right? Not a ton. Not a Planes, ton. trains, and automobiles. That's the sets the bar for me. For sure. But there Home are... The holidays. See, I haven't seen that one. I need to check that out. Is that good? I haven't seen it either, but I mean, it, it's that type of movie. Yeah, I heard it's good. Um, but I watched one. It's called, um, was it Free Birds? Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that on here. It's animated. 
Uh-huh. And it's about the turkey that gets pardoned and he has to save the turkeys to get them off the menu. He goes uh-huh. back in time. It's kind of, it's up, it's back and forth. Like the kids were into it. It wasn't, it's not like lights out. Like some of those Pixar movies you are like, wow, that's a really good, they did a great job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. There's some funny parts. I had never heard of it. There's not a lot. I mean, when you look up popular Thanksgiving movies on Google, seventh on the list is Scent of a Woman. Is that really? A, is that a big Thanksgiving movie that I'm not aware of? Yeah, I wouldn't think of that as a uh, as a Thanksgiving movie. Grumpy old men. Maybe this is just movies people watch on Thanksgiving. The Big Chill. Is that Thanksgiving? No idea. Let me ask you this, Pat. Let's take a little different route here. How many calories on average are consumed by the average American at Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, wow. This is going to give people some pause. This is going to, yeah. Do you want me to set a number and you take over under? Do you just want to outright guess one? What do you, what's the first number that comes Sit in? down at the dinner? At from the Thanksgiving dinner. The 1,500 calories. Way low. You are incrementally low. Really? Absolutely. This, come on, this is everybody? <laughs> on average, which means that, like, if your family's doing fifteen hundred, someone's out there doing like oh, 8, a family. 000. You said family or one person? No, per person. But if okay. your experience is you expect it to be fifteen, thirty-one hundred. Not even. I mean, you gotta add those two guesses together. Basically, the average person is eating six thousand calories at dinner. Four thousand five hundred calories at Thanksgiving dinner on average. Wow. Hey, this is according to Parade.com where I go for all of my news. <laughs> Isn't that the Who little- told you this? Irma Bombeck? <laughs> you just, well you done. Know, you're not a Reader's, Reader's Digest? Irma Bombeck. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love Irma it. Irma Bombeck is a Dayton flyer, by the way. Really? That's the only reason you know that name. This is kind of crazy. Which president declared two Thanksgivings in one year? Oh, wow. This guy was desperate. <laughs> I mean, someone was... Or grateful. Someone was trying to get reelected? I don't know. Two Thanksgivings? Two Thanksgivings. His, um, wife, his wife was like, we didn't, we didn't see my <laughs> damn family, did we? All right, listen. We have to have another Thanksgiving because we saw my family. We got to see her family. <laughs> you can do that. It's within your powers. I can't just do that. You pardon that turkey. Didn't you? He was destined to be beheaded. Mr. President, there are currently 3,000 people on death row throughout these United States. Would you like to give one of them a pass, show some humanity? (laughs) How about I let this bird live? That's a great idea. I'll alert the press. (laughs) I mean, that's such a dumb thing. And we all like, did you pardon the turkey yet? And they roll out the news. Oh, God. It's pardon so the turkey today. <laughs> I heard Trump pardon the turkey because the turkey had some dirt on him. I was going to say, I think, <laughs> I think this year Trump is like, all right, I'm pardoning the turkey and also this list of my associates. <laughs> He's like, this is so disingenuine and symbolic. It's nonsense. It's you think it really matters if I pardon a turkey? That's stupid. However, I am pardoning all of these following. 
a campaign manager, my lawyer. Roger Stone. <laughs> Roger Ailes. Just like, just like a scroll comes on the screen. And all these people have future pardon that they can use. It expires. <laughs> expires in 2041. <laughs> I have just a couple more. Which president made Thanksgiving the fourth Thursday of every November? I know that's Lincoln. No, Lincoln no. made it a holiday. Roosevelt made it officially the fourth Thursday of every November. Oh, he did. Which one? FDR. Nice. Yeah. FDR. Well, because before that, Roosevelt tried to make it the third Thursday in November to help boost the economy for the holiday season. And then what happened? People didn't like Black Friday a week earlier. I don't really know what that. Yeah, because now they would eat that up. It's kind of amazing that that far back, like the shopping of the day after Thanksgiving was important, you know? Yeah, right. That was, that was smart of him to try and do that. He was ahead of his time with the marketing. Hell yeah. How about Black Wednesday? Oh man, Blackout Wednesday? Blackout Wednesday. That's what it's short for, right? That's what they call it. Drinksgiving. That, that day has more nicknames than, than most. Drinksgiving is a stretch. That's like, I mean, it's already amateur hour. Amateur hour. Right. And you're caught drinks giving. That's what they call it. I never heard it called that. Really? I mean, uh, we were just always, I guess Black Wednesday, that was, even that was like, we just knew we were going out sure. that night. It's the night that everybody goes out. There have been some nights. So like when I was, you know, when I was in college and I'd come home for Thanksgiving, that night was always a big night. Catch yeah. up with people. It was like a reunion, right? And then after those, but then when I lived up uh, on the north side, what I loved about that night was most of the people went home, like people that lived, you know, it's almost like a college campus up there. Oh, right, like right. Lincoln Park and Wrigleyville, or <clears throat> in Lincoln Park and Wrigleyville, and people would go home. They'd be so, gone. So well, the Wednesday night was fun. Like you'd just be with your Chicago buddies and hanging up there. The bars were not obnoxious like they were in like the neighborhoods. That makes sense. Even yeah. on the Wikipedia page, it says specifically in the suburbs of Chicago in particular, Blackout Wednesday is sometimes a more popular partying night than even New Year's, New Year's Eve or St. Patrick's Day. I believe that. How many people show up hungover on Thanksgiving? Ooh. Like, you are not giving your best. You're not at your top. You're just... But that's where the turkey trot comes in. you got to sweat that out. That is, I think that is why they go hand in hand. You got to do that 5K. You got to get out there, get rid of as much of it as you can to then eat those 4,500 calories. <laughs> That's good. It's a good idea. Are you doing a turkey trot this year? No, of course not. <laughs> this, is, this is all theory. There's a pandemic going on. You can't just go trotting around during a pandemic. I'm sure trotting around. <laughs> you can't just trot. Oh, that's funny, man. All right. Is that it? Yeah, I think we got a. Uh, I think we we've gotten enough Thanksgiving here. Um, are you gonna? Are do you Black Friday? Do you uh, do you do any online shopping? No, buddy, I am not into that at all. I'm no. I I ride that out. You know, Sarah is. She's got her antenna up. I'm sure she might grab some deals here or there. Sure, but I'm not. Um, I'm not big on shopping online to begin with. Uh huh. Have you ever gone out on Black Friday shopping? I can't even remember that I ever did, to be honest with you. I, I can't stand it. I, I, it is just no way. 
one year we went out at like 5 a.m. And I don't even remember what we got. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it couldn't have been that big of a deal if, if I don't even remember what it was. It was probably like 2011, 2012. Like I'll do some stuff online. That's simple enough. It's a little cheaper. I saw a great tweet the other day from a guy who uh, just bought like a uh, Walmart vest and shirt on eBay for 30 bucks. And he was like, I'm about to get all my Black Friday deals. It's like, they're not going to see this coming. <laughs> just walk in and in the uniform like an employee reporting for work. And then just blend in. That's a solid move. That is a great move. Then it's like Black Monday or Cyber Monday, right? Cyber Monday? Yeah, Cyber Monday. Cyber Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't all of these sound like ESPN just pushing basketball games at us? <laughs> Cyber Monday. And then they have Giving, Giving Tuesday, which I'm all for. Makes okay, money. December 1st. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then they have Small Business Saturday. Um, one of my favorite things to do uh, was, you know, Abby, I'm not going to reveal too many details here, but you're familiar with Small Business Saturday, right? Our friend Abby has always been kind of a, a, a guy who supplies things to uh, other comedians. <laughs> so... <laughs> So every year I would just text him on happy small business Saturday. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, it's small business Saturday. You're a, you're a small business. You're a supplier. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you send him an order? I do not. I do not. I just always just. Well, that's how you support small business Saturday. I know. No, you just tell him. It's like, you know, just, it's the thought that counts. Well, dude, this is a great way for me to uh, plug something I'm doing in my neighborhood. On December 4th, I'm going to do a um, fundraiser for local businesses. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Small businesses. In fact, dude, I've been trying to get a hold of you. We haven't really talked, not to put you on the spot, but I was thinking you could be uh, jump in on it at some point. We'll yeah, do, I'd love to. You could plug the podcast and do a uh, – we'll talk about Jared Nair or something. Just fill some time. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so talk to me about this uh, real quick in general. So the um, Matt O'Shea, the alderman, uh, small businesses around town have a raffle going right now, right? Where you can win some badass prizes. Yeah, you can win a car. Yeah, or like 15 grand, something like that. Yeah, you can win a car. You can win a um, like a Ford Escape, five grand. Then there's like a couple prizes where you can win like almost four grand in uh, gift cards. Like a hundred dollar gift card to thirty nine local businesses. That's awesome, man. I love. This. Yeah, it supports thirty nine local businesses. They've already raised over like eighty thousand dollars, maybe incredible. even closer to ninety now. And um, you go to nineteenth ward, the nineteenth ward dot com to get tickets. And not only do you get the show that we're going to do on the fourth, we get a chance to win a vehicle, as Jim says, or cash prizes. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because I want to do the show, but I also want to buy some raffle tickets. Is this like McDonald's Monopoly, where I can't be an employee and win? Or can I still buy raffle tickets and do the show? I'm sure you can still buy raffle tickets, and then they'll make sure you don't win. Okay, cool, cool. That sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a great way to spend my money. They're like, oh, it's Jim. We can <laughs> put that one back in. Well, don't even put it back in. Put it, put it over here, and then pick again. We don't have to tell him. <laughs> that makes sense no it should be fun it's um it's going to be uh a great night and you know supporting these people that are because i was thinking about these local businesses like we got to keep them going yeah we do you know i mean who doesn't love a, a local business you love when you know someone who owns a business right you ever find yourself 
It's the best. I mean, how excited are you when you know that someone that owns a restaurant or uh, when you can give someone a recommendation and be like, I know that guy. Yeah. I yeah. know that lady. Like it's the best. It's absolutely. I just got one. I'm looking for a new bike for next year. I was just talking to a friend about it and he was just like, Hey, I talked to my neighbor, you know, this is where he works. This is his shop. Go in there tell him I sent you. So now there's like pressure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, right. Uh, but I got that friend hookup and I'm, I'm always going to be happier talking to somebody when you've got that. I, we need local businesses more than ever. We really do. And you know what? I see them and I think let's get them going. And in a few months, I'm going to knock on their doors and say, do you want to sponsor our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. There's always an angle. I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey man. Um, happy oh. Thanksgiving. You too. Hey, real quick, while we're plugging stuff, um, Tuesday, the morning this comes out, I'm going to be on a, uh, I'm going to be on a sketch on the WGN Morning News, making a real fool out of myself. So check <laughs> that out. That's great, dude. Look like a total idiot at six forty-five and eight forty-five that morning. I'm sure on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, with a bunch of our pals. It was really cool. We just did like a. Uh, this is the day it comes out, so I can say it, right? We we did like yeah. a, a socially distant turkey bowl, which was pretty badass. So we did a uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Um, it was That's great, dude. Pat Tomasulo, my friend Mike Toomey, you got to meet him one day. Um, <laughs> Marty DeRosa, Sean Flannery, Bill Bunker, Chris Bader. It was uh, it was really good to see a lot of people. I'm missing someone for sure, and I'm um, I'd be in so much trouble. Kill Gallon. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, really oh, cool. That's a great crew. Yeah, man. It was a lot of fun to do it. So check that oh, out. Oh, Flannery, too. Did you say Sean Flannery? Yeah, Sean say... Flannery. Yep. He's great. Yeah. That's great, buddy. I'm looking forward to seeing that. You got to post that. For sure. It's a lot of fun. I do. Uh, I, I, I had to take a fall three different times that uh, <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to miss kicking a football. Like a Charlie Brown? Yeah. Like I was supposed to just miss kicking a football. Here's the problem that what do you aim at the football? So even yeah. when you're trying not to hit it, you know, like you can't aim at anything. You can't, you just you aim can't at miss. I, uh, and then you're falling and your foot's already headed that direction. So I ended up kicking it. They're like, we can't use that take at all. You're going to have to fall again. Oh, they had you like redoing it. Yeah. So there's someone holding the ball to like pull it away from you. Just the T no, just the T. And so I had to, that's, that's why. If they were yeah. pulled it away, easy, right? But I'm aiming like there, and then I'm trying to avoid it. But I'm also this is a legit turkey bowl. You guys have a tee. Why don't you just was... drop kick it, like punt it, or just throw it and yell PSE or incoming? Ah, <laughs> uh, you got to check it out. Remember throwing the kicks when you were little? Yeah, you like kick it off. Like, All right, let's go. PSE <laughs> warning. Just launch it. Wait, what is PSE? I don't even know what it meant. We, we didn't yell, say that. We would, we would yell that, or um, we would yell punt, like on fourth down. If you, you know, you'd throw the ball, but you'd have to yell punt first for it to count as a punt versus just a, an error. Would you throw? Would you punt check at third down? Punt check. Punt check. Punt check. <laughs> All right, third down, no punt check. What? Oh, oh man, you guys said no, no punt check. Oh, they might. We don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh. oh, there's two of them and two of us. <laughs> Why are we trying to play football? <laughs> That's the best thing about it. <laughs> that was a point. Remember all the different rules that you like two oh, catches is first down. Yeah, two, two catches, catches first down. Mm-hmm. You can only get one first down. There's always like a wrinkle, or you get to that tree, it's a first down. Yeah, the one, one hand touch or two hand touch. Like you had to, there was could, anything could be happening for sure. 
we might would... find out in the huddle. Like, what are we doing? It's tackle, and you're fucking dead. What? <laughs> we would play on my friend Rob's street. We would play tackle on the grass. If you had the ball in the street or on the sidewalk, it was two-hand touch. But, like, if you got to the grass, then they had to tackle you. The problem is the strip of grass is not as big as the human body. So, you know, you're on the grass, but your head's getting slammed onto the concrete sidewalk right next to it, or the driveway, or a tree. Right. It was the most dangerous game you could possibly play. Your pads or your winter coat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> your hat. Exactly. All right. Do we have any reviews? Uh, we do. We have a new we one. We do? Dude, um, I actually looked earlier this week and I saw we did not have one. All right, so we got we we have one new review uh, from Jason W. Voorhees, single you, starting from episode one. Recently found this amazing podcast. I will usually jump in the middle of new podcasts and continue from there. This one is so good. I went back and started episode one. Love this podcast. I look forward to many new episodes. Thank you, Jason. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my friend Sarah, who reached out the other day. Um, who also is starting back at episode one, uh, which a lot of people seem to enjoy how excited we are for life and how quickly that changes. So that's fun <laughs> for people to go back. Oh, is that right? Are we all fired up? Jason oh, Voorhees, God. by the way, that's Jason from Friday the 13th. That's absolutely Jason from Friday the 13th. So very cool. Our friend from Crystal Lake, I believe is where he's from. That's... He knows us from the Rouse Center. <laughs> no, that's great to have her. I love when we get a review. I so too. what did your friend say about episode one? We were all positive. Yeah. Uh, my friend Sarah reached out and she, yeah, she just started from episode one. So she'll hear this. We're on the Heinz. We're on 57 right now. She'll hear this sometime, you know, in the seventh wave. Dude, I, uh, I love that. We were like, we got this podcast equipment. What can stop us now? <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. We've been talking a long time. I'll let you go. Well, uh, like I said, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening. We appreciate you guys listening, reviewing, and subscribing. That helps a ton in the world of podcasts. Um, We have a ton to be grateful for, buddy. I'm thankful for all these Brimleys. I am too, man. Um, Have a great one. Too. Say hi to ex-Uncle Tim. I will. See you, buddy.